Hello, wrestling fans. It's Clint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. We're gonna start the show off a little, a uh, little different today. We're going to um, uh, talk about uh, another brother we lost uh, this week. Uh, we lost the the great Kamala. Oh, he wasn't called the great Kamala. But I, he, to me, he was great. He was a great in the business. Uh, the gimmick. I don't think anybody else could have pulled that gimmick off. The man was, in my book, uh, one of the best big men. Just worked the gimmick to a T. Uh, but he uh, passed away, uh, I think it was Sunday, I think, maybe. I can't keep my days up straight, but I think it was Sunday. Um, so, yeah, a sad day that we lose another another brother. Yeah, it's really sad. And like you said about Kamala being one of the best big men in the business, um, you know, the, the, the Kamala I was broken on um, was late 80s Kamala. Uh, so, not, I, I didn't get to see, I got to see what the WWF wanted me to see. Uh, I got to see the Kamala work with Hogan, um, stuff like that. So, I didn't get to see, at that time, uh, the, the world-class Kamala, the, the, the Memphis Kamala, and my favorite the All Japan Pro Wrestling Kamala. Jim Harris could move. Yeah. To be 350 pounds, he could fly around the ring, he could come off the top rope, did all this with no shoes and usually no knee pads. Yeah. Um, he, he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and from everything I've heard, and I have multiple friends of mine who... Uh, you know, we're close with Kamala to varying degrees, uh, a gentle giant, a sweetheart of a man. Um, I hate it because obviously a, a man is no longer with us and a great man and a great person. Um, but I will say Kamala has been going through a lot of health issues lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a double amputee. Uh, and he just, you know, he's been going through a lot. So I, I'm glad that he's not suffering any longer. Yeah. But at 70 years, years old, he's still gone way too soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he's had a lot of health problems in the last like 10 years. And yeah, like I said, he's definitely amputee. You know, had had a real, real uh, bad um, fight with diabetes for a long time and everything. Um, but yeah, I've never really heard anybody say anything bad about him as a human being. Um, you know, and. Um, and like you're saying, you know, you, you you got to see what, you know, WWF wanted you to see of him. Um, you know, they didn't, you didn't see him slamming Andre in, you know, Bill Watts' Mid South. You know, uh, so it, it it's um, it's sad that a lot of people don't realize how good he was for a big guy, how he can move around and everything. But uh, um, yeah, if you. It, Get a chance to go check out some, like he said, the All Japan. I, I haven't actually, I haven't seen any of, his, any of his All Japan stuff. I'm actually going to check some of that out this week. I'm going to get a little extra time. I'm actually going to check some of that out because I haven't even seen any of that. Uh, so, if, yeah, if you get extra time, check out some old Kamala, Memphis, uh, World Class, Mid South Watts, and, and the All Japan stuff. Uh, and let me throw this out there real quick, too. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com. They are selling a, and actually the timing is perfect. Not that it's never a good time for somebody to pass, but a Kamala for President shirt, 2020. Yeah. Uh, with his face in the middle of the first zero, yeah. and uh, all proceeds go to 
uh, the family of Kamala and to help with his funeral expenses and medical bills. Yeah, that's that's a good deal. Hogan needs to pay for his funeral as many times he put his butt over. <laughs> hey, you want to take the big leg tonight, brother? Hey, Hogan actually put out a tweet about that. Um, you know about wishing, uh, you know, wishing the family of Big Jim Harris well. Um, and he he had a little. Not a funny story, but it's definitely a, a, shows you how much of a brother Kamala was. He said he'd come up to Kamala and ask, "Hey, the office is wanting the leg for the finish tonight. Are you okay with that?" To which Kamala would reply, "Let's just keep making that money, baby." Well, <laughs> all right. Well, Kamala, rest in peace, brother. We'll miss you. Rest in peace. Now let's get away from WWF and let's go to Memphis. That's right. So, yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we are smacked out along ringside. And son of a gun, we are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin? What's going on? Oh, man, another day, another dime. Man, you got a special little road trip planned coming up. Looking forward to that. Yeah, you taught me into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you out of the house. <laughs> That's a feat itself, man. <laughs> That's uh, if we have time at the end, we can discuss that. But what about this episode? Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the road of this one, I think. I, I think I'm on the same page with you. There was, a, there was some good stuff, and then there was some stuff. It's like, why are we watching this? Yeah, it, it had a, almost a B-show feel to it. Yeah, a lot of tape stuff. Yeah. A lot of tape stuff, which leads me to ask a question that you may or may not know. When they would pitch to these videos, was there a monitor or something for the live crowd to see? Because um, you never see a shot of a monitor or a screen anywhere. Now, here's the thing. I noticed uh, during this... Um, I didn't hear no crowd. Because uh, I was going to say something about that. When when it was Lance and David and they are talking about going to the clip, you heard no crowd. It was like dead silent. Like like when Lance does the B-tape. Right. And But I do know that they have had a TV to the side where they show, I'm assuming, they would have to. But on these, uh, you could hear no crowd in it. Yeah, it was a, it, it was very strange, and you know, obviously, guys, it's best to watch the episode before you hear us rag on it. But it's just a question I've always wondered about with Memphis, especially early Memphis, um, if there was a way for the crowd to see what the the at home audience is saying. I think they had a TV over in that, on the side. I think. I could be wrong, but I know on the in this show for some reason I just noticed it was when they would show a clip and go and talk, you know, at the beginning, and it would be like it'd be dead silent. So I don't know, you know, that's odd. But anyway, so we got the regular opening uh, with music and video. Still got the same clips. I'm still surprised they hadn't changed those out. Uh, Lance and Dave at the desk. Lance gives a greeting. Uh, Dave gives today's lineup. He really, he don't go into it. He just says that Rocky Johnson's being a singles match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis are being a tag match. And Lance talks about the Price is Right match from the, uh, 
Missile Coliseum. And he says we got plus we got tape matches from around the territory. And a word from the AWA, which I don't know why they even mentioned it, because it wasn't worth anything. Yeah. Man, that was kind of a... So they cut the break. Um, okay, first of all, talk about the price is right. That's, remember last week I said there was something over on the side that it was a big panel that had stuff look like poster boards all over it? Yeah. That must have been the price is right gimmick. I, I could see that from what I gather, because I didn't explain a lot in the footage. Um, so this is a cage match, a cage tag match. And so I'm guessing everybody had to pay a certain amount to get into the match. I don't know. I had no idea what it is. But but like I said, that that board was up. So it had to do something to do with that. And they mentioned, and they mentioned it. So that's what I'm thinking. That that board was um, part of the price, whatever it was. And like I said, they didn't they didn't spend no money on it because it looked like all this poster board, you know. So, um, so obviously it was some kind of yeah. Because um, um, I know Memphis did that a lot to where you know you put up this much, I'll do I'll put up this much. Yeah. Winner gets it. Yeah, it was some kind. Yeah, it was some kind of. It was gimmicked up because you had a. A tag match in a cage with um, a special referee. A special referee, and at the end they and, and, yeah, and, and the Southern Heavyweight Title was on the line. And at the end, did you notice they said Don Bass's hair was on the line? Yeah, and no, it's like none of this stuff was told at the beginning. It was like it was one of those you, you know, you find out as you <laughs> some match progresses. Yeah, it was really, really strange. The match was Rocky Johnson and Jerry Lawler versus Brickhouse Brown and Don Bass. Uh, like I said, Big Bubba is your referee. Did you? Um, at the beginning. that Big Bubba refereeing in his singlet. Okay. <laughs> what, about, what about the beginning? Rocky Johnson dancing and, and got Bubba to start dancing. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, uh, it reminded me of a, of a match you would see those guys do now. Hey, let's waste as much time as we can yeah, before no. we start any action. Oh, it was like, yeah, they, <laughs> I was like, all right. So yeah, uh, so, so yeah. Between that, I, I thought Bubba was a participant until Lance said Bubba is the referee. Yeah, I did too because he's in his singlet, yeah. knee pads, and stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm just wondering they didn't have that shirt, you know, big enough, and that that could make sense. But um, still, at least I'd tell him put on. Yeah, put on a t-shirt and jeans. It's, it's or, Memphis. The put, just slide like your anyway. sweats. Just slide your sweats over. Sweats over your, um, you know, and, and a t-shirt. You know, slide your sweats over your boots and and, and your singlet and all that. And just throw a t-shirt on. So, no, so they do this dancing early on. But here's <laughs> the thing: Brickhouse Brown dances better than all of them. Exactly. He he's the best dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, so he breaks it down at some point. I yeah. Think Rocky slaps him or something. Yeah, but, yeah, he brought, yeah. Rocky's doing something. Then Brickhouse does starts dancing, and and Rocky smacks the crap out of him. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's stealing Rocky's shine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and this is all clipped up. And, yeah. and, you know, with Memphis, for it's almost like for no rhyme or reason. Yeah. So we get a little bit of uh, Don Bass working the Phantom gimmick, which I always appreciate. Yep. Uh. 
Jerry Lawler kicking out of the clothesline, granted with a slow count from Bubba. Brickhouse had some amazing punches. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Memphis, but if you come through Memphis, you learn how to punch. Yeah. Because that's mandatory. Well. It's mandatory. Because they said that if you worked a Buddy Wayne show before he booked you, he asked you if you knew what a one-two was. <laughs> he, he wasn't going to book you unless you knew what a one-two was. And then you had to show him, and if you threw a crappy punch, you know, you probably didn't. Well, I wouldn't say you wouldn't get booked on a Buddy Wayne show because <laughs> his shows were no notorious for not paying much. So, <laughs> But anyway, sorry. <laughs> Come oh, on. No, no, no. I, I was like... I don't know. I noticed so many different things because it was cut off so much. Yeah. Or cut up so much. Um, you can tell that Bass has worked with Lawler a, a million times yeah. because he, he's big and yes, he moves well, but he's older, so he doesn't move as you know he doesn't bump as well as he used to. Yeah. Um, but man, he fed that Lawler comeback like he's done it a thousand times. Yeah. Well, he has. Yeah. So it's like not. He's like do it. You do it in your sleep. You know. Uh, and I, I love Don Bass because he gets the most out of the least. Yeah. I, I love Don Bass so much. He's just quickly becoming one of my favorites uh, in Memphis. <laughs> um, I noticed Lawler, Lawler hit a top rope fist drop, which we don't see often. Yeah, I've only seen, we've, I don't think we saw, we've seen it, what, maybe once, maybe, this whole time uh, we've been doing we, it. We saw it once because Dundee did a middle rope one. Yeah. <laughs> And Lawler will not be outdone. Yeah, I think we said it once in the eight months we've been doing the the eight months of shows. <laughs> yeah, and again, guys, Lawler has never worn knee pads. To this day, does not wear knee pads. So dropping that fist off the top rope on a Memphis ring. Yeah. You know that can't feel great. No. Um, but that leads us into our finish. Uh, one, two, actually no, because Bubba drops a leg on Lawler, and Don Bass is the new AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I saw but, that coming. You know, but here's the thing. They didn't say it. They never said Don Bass was the Heavyweight Champion then. Because I didn't know, because I, I was like. I believe Lance said it. I didn't, I thought he, I didn't think he did, because I thought. I didn't. I thought he said we have a. He said we have a new Southern Heavyweight Champion. But I was like, "Oh, is it Brickhouse or is it Don Bass?" Because we don't know the stipulations. Because nobody's. Well, you know, you may you may be right on that. He, he may not have specified, but yeah. I assumed with Don Bass getting the pin. But it was. I mean, but it's a. You know, Memphis and their rule. Their um, their gimmicks. You don't know. Who, you know. <laughs> yeah, Memphis would be the 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 territory where. Oh yeah, so we're gonna have a tag match for the title, and if our team wins, no matter who gets the pin, yeah. I get the title. Yeah, I, can I, mean, I can see that. So that's why he said we have a new champ, new something. And I was thinking, at first I said, "Well, it's Don Bass." Said, well, then again, well, it might not be because he he didn't right out say it. And I was thinking, you know, this match had a bunch of stipulations. We had no idea what they were. <laughs> so yeah. who knows? Uh, then you know, later in the show they do tell us, but. At the time, yeah, he just said, um, you know, that we uh, we have a new champion. So, And, you know, who saw that coming? Don Bass, at that stage, Don Bass, stuck with a singing cowboy gimmick, Don Bass, getting a, a title run, no matter how short it may end up being. Yeah, it, uh, nobody, know it. nobody would have said that in that building that night. 
No, everybody. If, if anything, they would have said Brickhouse. Yeah, if it's going, if if you have Lars losing, he still isn't to Brickhouse, not Don Bass. Uh, and then we see uh, a little shenanigans afterward. Uh, the money that has, and this is why I think everyone paid to be in the match because there was a giant wad of money Exa- sitting on the announcing yeah. dance. Yeah, because I, I, I was noticing that. They grabbed the belt, and then Bubba was sitting there, standing there, and Brickhouse hands him a thing of money. Bubba looks at it and puts it in his butcher, and I was thinking, where did that money come from? So it, now that you, you say, you know, you say all that, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking is it, that it was a, a $5,000. Somebody money. had to put about 5000 for something. There was some money put up for something. So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I remember that, and I'm thinking about it now. It makes more sense. Yeah, well, they're well, because I put on here, I said, I said, hey, uh, Brickhouse gave um, Bubba $5,000. Yes, yeah. Because so, yeah. he don't have $5,000. <laughs> Just like, he say, oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know who was waiting on the other side of that door as soon as Bubba walked through the locker room? Yeah. Jerry and Jarrett with yeah. his hands out. Yep. Yep. You know he did. <laughs> and he probably had about five Memphis uh, cops around Brickhouse's car on out back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to make sure all that came back. Yeah. Um, and then we get the obligatory AWA footage in regard to this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you notice the announcer is never ID'd? I know. I just what I put on here. I put. Um, Do you know who his name? I mean, I, I figured you might. No, I can't remember what he's. At first, I thought I was thinking. I, 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 he's been on previous videos. Yes. What is that guy? And, and he may have identified himself in on he those, did. but oh I, yeah, I felt I'm not, like yeah, on this they, one, he didn't they've want said to. his name before. Was it uh, Nick Karch or something? Like, no. Well, I can't remember the guy's name. I mean, he said it. I know his name. I've seen it. They've actually I think they said it before. He's been on like at least I think this is like his second time or third time on there. But yeah, the Lance ever said his name. So yeah, I was like, huh? Who's this? At least people because I was like, I know him by, by you know looking at him, but I didn't. I couldn't remember what his name was because he never said it, and Lance never <laughs> identified him either. So, and, and this clip's maybe two minutes. Oh, it ain't even that, is it? Probably it's, not. It is short. And, and the crux of it is that the tapes has been sent in for review by the championship committee um, to see basically basically if it counts as a title win. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a weird rule to where every member of the championship committee has to see it individually. Yeah. And then there will be a vote. And the winner of the vote, you know, that's the decision. But at this time, the referee's decision stands. Yeah, until like so, they can't get the everybody tape. in a room. So everybody, after everybody sees the tape, and then they get together, and till then, and ref, Big Bubba's decision's final. So they they can't get into a room. A room. And watch it. And at watch one it. point. It's AWA. They got board members all over the country. Yeah. They only meet once a month. <laughs> I, I, I do I do enjoy them actually utilizing the committee for something like that. Yeah. Normally it'd just be a return match and Yeah. Actually and it actually it actually made it made sense, you know, then besides just Eddie Barn come out there and saying, I'm I'm holding up the belt, you know. So it actually yeah, it, made, it, made, it, it made it made it made like it meant something to me. 
you know, but they at least could have said his name. <laughs> they could have, yeah, or had a graphic, or Lance could have said his name. Something, somebody could have said his name. <laughs> yeah, and, and this was an AWA pro- produced clip, yeah. so like they can afford to put a Chiron at the bottom. Yeah, but it's for Memphis, so they don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Vern don't care. He's just giving them that time to be giving it to him. You know. You know the the. Super, the Super Tour must not have done well, so Vern doesn't care anymore. It did do good. They drew a, was it 7,500, 8,000? I think it was. Uh, then Vern just doesn't care about anything. Well, that was, that's Memphis. I don't know what the rest of the towns drew, but um, the Super Tour was last week, right? Yes. Yeah, Nashville didn't get the Super Tour. Oh. Uh, oh, crap. I got my, I did gum it. I got the car for Nashville. From for um eight eight. Um but you know what? It's on a crapping flash drive and my computer's not booted up. But yeah, it's not super tour matches. Ah, uh, boo, yeah. you got screwed. Yeah, so Nashville got screwed. <laughs> so yeah. And, um, and speaking of getting screwed, out comes Jerry Lawler to talk about how he got screwed. Yeah, it calls, comes out complaining and <laughs> whining. <laughs> that's a that's a very Memphis babyface thing. To do, as we'll learn. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that Lawler comes out for just an interview. He does not wrestle. Granted, he may have wrestled on the Memphis tape. Yeah, I'm one thinking he did because he was dressed. Yeah, full he had gear. A full cape and everything. Yeah, yeah, I think he and crown and everything. Yeah, I think he. Um, yeah, I think he um, was on the Memphis tape, Memphis Park. Yeah, because usually he don't come out there all you know with cape, crown, everything on. Yeah. Just for an interview for that day. I can't see him, you know, going all that for it. So, yeah, he must have had a match. And we get some uh, Jerry Lawler artwork. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The king on a piece of poster board debuts his king's hit list. This is, he's did this uh, several different times through the years. I think the last time he did it was uh, late 85, early 86-ish. Uh, last time he did a, a Lawler's hit list. So I'm because it didn't some it, it got an okay reaction, but I don't think it got you know like they think it was because like I said it, it just did it like a year or half ago you know it's kind of to me I, I think it got the reaction that he thought it was going to. And so to, to describe it, it's it's got each person uh, numbered with a with a parody name and a caricature of them. Um, so we've got the pinhead big blubber. But did you, um, did you read what it said? I could not. It said peahead uh, on it. I thought it said pinhead. He says pinhead. The actually poster said peahead. Ah. Uh, um, my my favorite <laughs> is <laughs> so it's the the lip syncing. And it says Don Bass. Lawler has put a very tiny B in front of a giant ASS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't even see the B. It's so tiny. It's like he's a little dot. <laughs> so I looked at Lance's face when he points this out. And Lance does not look happy that this is being yeah, broadcast he, he on his TV. It, he speeds that up real fast. He goes to the next one. And and the next and the next one was the Prince Brickwheat Brown, which is a buckwheat rip. Yeah. 
It wasn't his most clever. No. Don Don Ass and Big Blubber were way better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause see, I thought it. I, he said Pinhead. I was like, I kept looking. I was like, that don't look like P E N. I was like, that's P A. Well, I kept, Pinhead is P I N. I mean, yeah, uh, you know what I meant. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, it was a E because it was an E A on there. Because I kept looking at it, and I was like, that's an E A. And I just kept. And I kept fast for rewind it fast. You know, rewind it, watch it, rewind it, watch it. And it 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 didn't have the yeah it did, it was not pin it was p it was p head. My like, favorite part of the entire interview though, legit, is just him trying to convince Lance, which I guess there really was a b, but he goes, well, you guys can't see it, but there's a b in front of there. Yeah. And Lance just looking like a disappointed father. Yeah, he didn't like Lance didn't care for that. You could tell. He wanted to speed up and go to the next one after that. He, he was, because, you know, he, he yeah. I was, I was ready, just by the luminous face, I was ready for him to go, all right, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. <laughs> but, yeah, that I don't think that got over with the fans as much as I thought it was. And, like you said, it sure didn't get over with Lance. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's a complaining baby face, and I don't know why Memphis does that so much, but they do. Well, sometimes they complain, but it's all right, but then, you know, sometimes it's just whiny, like Jarrett, when he does start to do it, and it really comes off whiny. Lawler can, he does a little better, because he gets a little, you know, irritating it, you know, like he's mad, you know, so that he's bad, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they cut the break. Um, Randy oh, Hales. Boy. Yeah, Randy Hales is, is uh, doing the uh, card for Evansville Wednesday night, August 19th, 1987 at the Coliseum. Randy Hales looks like he would rather be anywhere else than doing this pre-tape. And I wish somebody would hold up the card, the cue card for him in front of him and to the, instead of to the side. Well, and the thing is, is he's got the the little notebook in his hand like Lance does. Because every now and then you'll see Lance look down. Yeah. Randy <laughs> stares off into oblivion. <laughs> and this is before the Power Pro days. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't met Wolfie and Jamie yet. He hasn't met the crack pipe yet, huh? As Doug <laughs> as Doug Gilbert says. <laughs> This is uh, us folks. Doug Gilbert said it on live TV. Exactly. Hey, I'm just saying what Doug Gilbert said on Memphis TV one Saturday. <laughs> so, don't sue me. Man, so he does good. not so, look like he wants to be there. And <laughs> then in these later pre-tapes, he looks higher than a kite. <laughs> yeah. Almost as high as his hair, by the way. How tall is his hair? He's about 6'5". With that hair that day, he was a good 6'7". <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like, hey, roll out of bed, spray some some uh, Aquanet in your hair, and get down to <laughs> get down to the studio now. I don't know, man. It's like it, he he he. It's like they caught him off. He was walking by, and I said, "Hey, let's let's hang do to the do the do the, the uh, Loop Town uh, card. We need you to do them real fast." And he because he's just like, huh? <laughs> and that look of, uh, Donna, 
just, yeah, he had the look on his face, and and he usually has glasses on, don't he? No. I know he didn't have them on today, but don't he usually have glasses on? Not that I know of, no. That must be later on when he has glasses. I've seen him. Anyway, so, uh, let's see. I don't even, okay. So, uh, George Bond comes in there. He has tape on his forehead. So I think. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't say we've got an international heavyweight title match between Bill Dundee and George Barnes. Yeah, so Barnes comes there and plugs his match with Dundee and has uh, looks like he's got some color, but and uh, so they must have had a wild match that week around the loop. And uh, how much does Randy Hales tower over George Barnes? Oh, it makes Barnes and Barnes is bigger, is taller than Dundee. So Barnes is at least six foot, and uh, Hales makes him look really short. Yeah, I was like, man, you know, get a crate for these guys to step up on. Yeah, like Andre would sit on the crate and make him look even taller. So they need, when Hells is in there, they definitely need one for the boys. And this was, to me, a rare miss promo from George Barnes. It was not good. Well, it's you know, these, they just tell you to go in there and give them 20 seconds. 15, 20 seconds, you know? Yeah, but he's delivered, some, you know, the ones in the past have been, you know, better than this. Yeah. I felt like he was stammering and didn't just didn't know what to say. And he even looked disappointed when in himself yeah. when he left. It was probably an off day for him. And my God, I realize who he looks like in this promo. Who? He looks like if Steve Irwin ever got pissed off. <laughs> He looks just like Steve Irwin. I mean, he's got the same haircut and everything. Yeah. <laughs> just with an angry face. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I, I was sitting back watching it last night, and oh, my God, it hit me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Dang. So he gets done, and then uh, the prince comes in. <laughs> the commission comes in. Um, he plugs his match against Rocky Johnson. Then Bubba plugs his match with Lawler. And then poor Bruno gets two words in, and that's it. <laughs> let's let's talk about attire, because that's what I noticed. Um, Brickhouse Brown is wearing, like... Well, now, when I say a Michael Jackson jacket, everyone's going to think the red jacket from Thriller. No. <laughs> but, like, the black leather jacket with, like, the chains. Um, and he's got a beret. Yeah. And, and gloves. He's shaved. Um, he's shaved. Yeah, and he's shaved. He's shaved his mustache off. <laughs> yeah, and then Bubba has, it looks like, a sequin vest. Yes. <laughs> um, because, in, in, in shades, because he's now superstar Bubba. Yeah. And so I know what type of time of year this is, so I know it wasn't discount at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> um, but somebody had a leftover Jester's outfit from Halloween. No, they went down to Performers Zone uh, down in Nashville and got and got got some got Bruno a suit. <laughs> He's wearing a a onesie Jester outfit. It's like it's like green and uh, yellow, ain't it? Yeah, it, 
I, I see why you're so upset about what they're doing with Bruno. Yes. And I think it would make sense if they were downing Bruno while they did this. It'd get more sympathy on them. Yeah. But they're like, no, Bruno's part of the team. Yeah, exactly. And he loves doing this. Yeah. I, I, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I didn't and, like and it gets worse here in a little bit. So, yeah. So they cut the break. I actually a break. I need to take a break for a second. So I'm gonna pause this real fast. And all right, we're back after that little pit stop. Um, crap, where'd I put my notes? <laughs> oh really? Hold on, I was like, where were we? Okay, we just come back from the break. That's right, because I went to break and I said, well, I need to take a break. So I come out with Lance and Dave at the desk, and the music hits. And don't ask me what the music is on this one. I literally had this down to ask, but I knew you wouldn't know because it's, it's just like a, a kind of royal instrumental. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. Out comes Bruno in, in, a, in the court gesture outfit. Then here comes the prince on a throne, and he's yeah, being uh, not just a throne, a caravan. He's being carried to the ring. He's being carried. Goliath in the front. He got one person in the front, and that's Goliath. In the back, you got Paul Don Patanaka. They're carrying they're carrying him in the back. And who's in the very back? Don Bass. Don Bass. Not doing, not doing a dang thing. <laughs> hey, he's got to carry that guitar, man. What you talking about? The, the guitar and his stogie. Exactly. That's what I noticed. Too. I was like, hey, he's the veteran. You know? He ain't going to have to be doing the work. He ain't the vet. The vet doing the work. That's what I said. And Don Bass was bringing up the rear, just doing what the vet's supposed to be, just telling the, telling the young boys where to go. <laughs> I feel like behind the curtain is like, Hey, Don, you want to help Goliath or Bad Company out with this? Well, no, nah, boys, you guys got this. Yeah, you boys got this. I was just like, hey, y'all got this. Look, look at Goliath. Look at that big old young boy. Look at him. He got this. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is where the show, this is about 20 minutes of, of just, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> good, uh, bad. So, it's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, a little bit of ugly, I guess you want to say. I, I, put over Brickhouse being able to lead that interview last week, right? Yeah. And it was gold last week. Yeah. Man, he he dropped the ball doing it this time, but he had a lot longer time. I'll give him that. And, and there was no heat or anything. How could there be heat with this segment? That's what I put. I said, I put, there is no heat anymore. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he dropped the ball, but if you really think about it, you're talking about giving a bit of uh, 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag, man. Yeah. And my, my, my favorite thing so, Lance actually gives him the microphone and walks away. But here's how much of a pro Lance Russell is. When this thing started going off the rails, and it did a couple times, he came back. Lance would speak up on Dave's mic. Yeah. And bring it back around. Yeah. Yeah. Lance is a pro, ladies and gentlemen. If he's yeah. not on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling announcers, your Mount Rushmore is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, Lance gives him the mic and, <laughs> and Brickhouse told him, you might be able to keep your job now. <laughs> and when he gave him the mic, when he went on, he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm just going to let you do this. He said, he said, that's, yeah, finally, you might be able to keep your job now. Um, oh gosh, Ugh. 
He, tell, he says, Bruno, he introduces Bruno. Said, they could have cut a lot of this out. We, we already know Bruno's in the commission. We already know Pat and Paul's in the commission. And we know Don Bass. So they could have kept cut that part out, you know. Uh, but, yeah, Bruno, they, he says he's the court gesture of the commission. Then he runs around acting stupid. Uh, I said he intros back home. Hey, you know, real quick, about him running around acting stupid, like, God, I, I feel like they left an opportunity on the table to get sympathy on him. Yeah. Because if he, they close up on his face, if he would have been like, he didn't want to do this. Yeah. They could have got sympathy on but him. I don't think they wanted to turn him baby face. I don't, I don't either, yeah, but I think they're, they're, they're leaving money on the table for Definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. Because they can always flip them back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it they always, always do, yeah. When they when they flip a, a manager heel, it ain't for long there because they, you know, they lose their shine, and then you have to turn them back. So it wouldn't last long, but it would be good because... Yeah, you do it until you get Lawler to trust him, yeah. and there's a tag match, and he screws Lawler. Yeah. And it was a conspiracy the whole time. Yeah. That's what you do, but man, because the people last week felt sorry for Bruno. Yeah. And now, like, all that, all all the stuff he did yeah. at the beginning where he seemed like he didn't want to do it and yeah. stuff like that is gone. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That, so that point was wasted. Yeah. And they're basically they just buried him. So either Lawler or Jarrett didn't like him, don't like him, and they've, they've just buried him. Yeah. Basically, um, you know. So. We get TV verification that Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, not only are your Southern Tag Team Champions now, but are officially bad company. And they have the belts. Yeah, and they have the belts. And we actually get to see the belts on TV. It's first time we get to see the belts. Anybody had the belts for a while. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually come out there, physically have them, possession of them. Uh, we get, and it's funny, everybody has kind of like a, a job. Yeah. You know, like there's a court jester, there's the tag team. He doesn't say, he, he, all he says is, he's like, and the scene cowboy, yeah. Don Bass. And I was like, he, what's his job? Then he says that uh, Goliath is going to be um, his... Um, Basically his protector. His protector's what he put. And uh, Goliath has a new gimmick. He's in like... Oh, God. He's like in Roman guard, uh, you know, like the Roman guards gear. and has the, it's, it's, You know, and we talked about this a few weeks ago back when they, when they brought him back. We actually thought they was going to do something with him because he looked like he got in better shape and was trying to talk. And then... And he looked tough. He didn't look like a giant baby anymore. Yeah. And then what do they do? They kill him. <laughs> and this is this is obvious Halloween gear. Yeah, because it looks Like, it, it's hokey. cheap plastic. It's hokey. Oh, it's hokey looking. Um, real quick, though, what I really liked, Don Bass's sweet airbrushed bad guys t-shirt. I couldn't see. I could. I tried to see what it was on the shirt, but I couldn't see what it was. It just says "bad guys." Yeah, <laughs> and I love it, and I want to get one. I put on here. Uh, Lance says when uh, he says the uh, he says uh, talking about Don Bass. He said, "Yeah, he's coming out with a new album called Listen to Don Bass Imitate Bobby Bear." <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. That was, that was another good one by by Lance. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're throwing so much heat there. When uh, spoilers, because you've told me this off air that Bobby Bear never comes in. Yeah, man, if they would have had Lance just sucker punch Don Bass one time, 
the studio would have exploded. Oh, gosh, yes. And, and Don Bass is old school. He could have took it. He would have been like hitting as hard as he can, Lance. Yeah. So, and then another highlight, one of the few highlights of this. Yes, it, absolutely. I, I like this. <laughs> the prince, he, he takes the people in the control, he calls the people in the control rooms in control room ignoramuses. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's great. He talks about how intelligent he is, and, and he mispronounces a lot of stuff. Yeah. Ignoramus was right, and he does one later, and it's so good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so the music hits, and out comes Carl Fergie in a robe and a crown. So they got... And, hey, a nice robe and crown. Oh yeah, they, it looks they good. All these cheap Halloween costumes. Yeah, it looks good. But they... Lawler went to his personal collection for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell that this is something Lawler was. They're letting him use of Lawler's. Um, Slim Trevor Fergie, and then they, they, they basically goes into Prince goes into the uh, story about um, uh, the Fergie family being royalty, and he said he says they. They got a king. Uh, they got a real king hit now, not that imitation king Jerry Lawler. And and he talks about. He said, <laughs> he said this is a real crown. He said. He said I took Lawler's crown from him. It was plastic. I thought it was worth something. So I, could, I said I thought it was worth something. So I took it to the pawn shop. And they said it was worthless. So I gave it back to him. <laughs> I, he 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 says that they're gonna. This is gonna be the biggest. He he means coup in wrestling. Yeah. But he says coop. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads me to think that like somebody wrote it down for him. <laughs> or he's just really playing into the whole he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Yeah, I think that might be it. <laughs> and uh so Yeah, then they break he hold, he's holding a uh magazine uh people magazine. Um that's got an article about Sarah Ferguson on it. Or Ferguson Fergie. They called her Fergie for short, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then Lance pipes up saying, there's a lot of bad things in there uh, that people don't like or something that, or something bad, uh, not too, what do he say, not too flattering stories about the Fergie family or something like that in that magazine. I don't know what it was. But, uh, so, that went on with that. And finally, good. Like I said, this is like 20, 25 minutes long. Yeah, it dragged. So... He tells them to hit the music again. Music hits, and out comes Big Bubba strutting and dancing. And so, hold on. He comes out to Run DMC. I can't remember which song it was offhand. You're, it's Peter I, Piper, and it's there. You the, go. It's That's the, it. It's the unedited version. <laughs> I caught that as well. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure Lance didn't care for that either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, is, is, he, is he rocking? A, is it still a one piece singlet? Yeah, I, I it's, one those, it's a one piece spandex. And the straps, you notice how far the straps are on his shoulders? It's yeah. one of those where you, you just pull them down and you step in it. So yeah. I'm just hating to hope one of those straps don't accidentally roll off his shoulder during a match because, yeah, it's that big one piece like, yeah. So, and, and it's multicolored and it's very 80s. Yeah, and sunglasses. Uh, yeah. Um, you know who he reminds me of? Who? PN News. You know what? 
That's where they got that from. Had to be. The, it does, man. That's very similar to what you... If they somebody saw... Well, who was in the booking committee? Was Dundee on the booking committee then? I think he was. Ah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I wish he could have brought Bubba in to do PN News, because PN News was terrible. Well, but they brought him in as a shockmaster on that time, didn't they? Dundee didn't do that. Do no, that on Bill. No, I'm no, I'm saying that WCW brought Sockmaster around that time, so that wasn't. <laughs> one, but yeah, I'm thinking I could be wrong, but I'm just trying by just by thinking off of my top of my head. It was if Dundee wasn't there, it was really close to that time. So but yeah, it was, it was definitely a PN News inspired look, or PN News was inspired off that. Look, yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah, that was but, what it was. Um. Bubba's not a terrible dancer. No, he's not for big guy. He 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 was good. He was smart. put it this way. He was yeah. He he's not as good as Brickhouse, but he wasn't bad. He's he's doing a big man robot. Yeah, you know he's he's got trying. Um. <laughs> oh, they do. Then he then he got that one. It's a hokey Memphis line. He said he said that Hills and Marlon did nothing for him. Whole time he's been here to keep him down. He said, just in one week, he said the prince has done got him a singing contract for his beautiful voice and a tryout for the Rockettes. Yeah, and I, was I, thinking, I both loved and hated that. I said, that's Memphis. That was that's such a Memphis thing. <laughs> so hokey, it's Memphis. <laughs> I, I like when he was cutting his promo, and so they've been just calling Brickhouse the Prince. And occasionally the Black Prince, right? Yeah. So Bubba goes to say Black Prince, and then it's like, oh, wait, I don't know if I'm supposed to call him that. Yeah. So he's like the Black Prince. <laughs> this is just, like I said, it was good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> so then to end it, we get a commission dance party, because yes. why not? And Brickhouse says, hit the, he says, hit, hit the music, let's party. And they all start dancing to the white, and Paul Diamond has no rhythm. And I don't know what Fergie was doing. I think he was, I think he thought about dancing and stopped, and Bruno was just doing whatever, and Don Bass just walking. Don Bass actually kind of did a little jig. Did you see it at first, and then he stopped? I, 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 I didn't see Bass. Huh? Yeah, because I was like, he like he did, look at his little jig and he stopped and said, I'm just walking back. <laughs> that was like I said, it it was it was long. It was wasn't very good, but it had a couple comical parts in it that you know you had to laugh because I mean, what else are you gonna do? I mean, <laughs> and Lance, Lance plays party pooper and makes him go to the back. Yeah, because <laughs> that was long. I think it was like 25 minutes. Yeah, it, it was, was long and it drug. Yeah. So they cut the break. <laughs> and they go to Evansville. Randy Hales does the whole card. Uh, he plugs a spot show on Thursday, September 10th, 1987 in Huntingburg, Indiana. You want to get the card? Sure. Uh, let's see. We've got King Carl Furry taking on the returning Tracy Smothers. International heavyweight title match of Bill Dundee versus George Barnes. 
AWA Southern Tag Team Title Match, Bad Company, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka defend against Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis. AWA Southern Heavyweight Title Match, The Singing Cowboy, Don Bass, defends against Big Scott Hall. Is this Scott's first time in the territory or no? I'm thinking it was. If it uh, was, yeah. he it was just so. If he if it wasn't, he might have did a one one shot time, you know, one match deal maybe. Yeah. You know, but this is as far I know. This might be his first time. I, I love the the lack of creativity in his name, Big Scott Hall, because he's big. And that's all. I mean, he he yeah, he was just Big Scott Hall, and he don't look the same person. Yeah, he, no, no, he, he looks, looked like Magnum T.A. had a dye job. Yeah, it it just but bigger. He was bigger than Magnum. Yeah, you know, but he just he did. He, if you look at him, and you put Razor Ramon, you would think Scott Hall, when he was Scott Hall, just regular Scott Hall in the eighties, was, you know, five to eight years older than Razor Ramon was. I mean, he looked old. Yeah, I think it was that big mustache. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a. Uh... Oh, what's, what's his name uh, from Roadhouse? And he always plays a cowboy. Sam Elliott. Yeah. He's got a Sam Elliott going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got Rocky Soul Man Johnson taking on the Black Prince Brickhouse Brown. And Jerry the King Lawler takes on Big Bubba. So they cut the break. They come back and Lance and Dave at the desk. I mean, I'm sorry. With Dave at the desk and Lance is in the back for Rocky Johnson. Yeah, we're getting backstage interviews again. And Rocky's trying to get Lance to dance with him. Yeah, I, I love this obvious, uh, obviously fake. Hey, we're talking before we're on TV. Oh, sorry, Rocky, we're on TV. Yeah, he's like, Rocky, we're on TV. He turns around, oh, you know, like, all surprised. Yeah, I was like, come on, Memphis. Um, basically, he talks about Brickhouse and being the prince and blah, blah, blah. All thing I got out of it was he told Lance, he said, I'm a better fighter than Brickhouse. Um, he's. <laughs> I'm a better dancer. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a better dancer than Brickhouse. I'm a better. I can fight better than Brickhouse. And he leans over to Lance and does a little. For all the ladies out there, I'm a better lover than Brickhouse. And I don't think Lance was too happy about that either. No, no. I, I think Lance thought it was funny. I, when he said Lance, he went to cut him off. And then when Rocky said lover, I think Lance was all right because Lance was tickled. Lance think, is. They seemed like Atlanta. Okay. I just, I just noticed he cut, I just know he just tried to cut him off. That's what I, I think I'm noticing. I, yeah, well, I'm I think that. he was about the Rocky because we've already had some things today. Yeah, I think Lance is like Rocky. If you say the F word, I swear to God. You think okay? He thought okay. That's <laughs> I was just watching when he tried to cut him off. I wasn't really paying attention to them afterwards. But he left, and uh, they fall into the curtain. Uh, they go we get a solid 90 seconds of Rocky <laughs> kind of strut walking, just baby going, just baby facing, baby yeah. facing. I, I love, love, love him dancing with the old lady and giving her a kiss on the cheek. They put on here. See, he baby faces all the way around. Comes, he goes back. He cuts back, and he stops from this old, old white woman, starts dancing. She gets up and starts dancing with him. <laughs> then uh, she sits right down and he gives her a hug and kiss on the cheek. And um, I said, <laughs> so the, this is actually our first studio match of the day. It's Rocky Johnson against Keith Roberson. Roberson Johnson from the beginning, gives him punches. 
Rocky turns him around, gives him about 15 jabs in, ten, in two seconds. Hits him with a drop kick for the win. One, two, three. The music hits. He starts dancing again. Tries to get Calhoun to dance with him. Calhoun wouldn't do it. And Rocky hit Lee. Gets, gets out of the ring. And they cut the break. Easy day for Rock. That's two weeks in a row. Hey, so he had his I'm Rocky Johnson. I'm a workhorse wrestler TV yeah. match where he showed that he can wrestle. Now he's got his, all right, you want me to be a gimmick? Hey, hot start me. Jabs, drop kick. Yep. Yep, because last week, uh, did Roost, didn't Rooster jump him? And then it was like, drop kick, drop kick, and that was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they cut back to Lance and Dave. Already, whoever recorded this cut half, some of us off because they're already talking about Lawler. And it goes to a, a video, a Lawler video. It's a new one. Uh, I hadn't seen this before because it's got a lot of footage from the um, uh, Lawler um, Idle Rich feud. So a bunch of clips from that in it. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen clips from this video, but I've never seen this video. Yeah. What this, was the song? Because I couldn't get lyrics to look up the song. Whoever did this did a piss poor job. The quality of this video, whoever made it, the sound was so distorted. You couldn't understand what they were saying, but being me, I like you know, I like I like taking on these tasks of um, of this uh, you know, you know, I spent eight hours you know just trying to find one match on one of Scott Till's DVDs for him. So when I get a get a hair up my butt to figure something out, it took me about forty five minutes, and I figured it out. The song is "Only the Strong Survive" by Brian Adams. Right on. Okay. It took forever because you couldn't understand a word this song was saying. That was that was whoever made that video. They ought to be shot. That was horrible. <laughs> well, the, for the audio only, because I will say this. Oh, the this video was video, good. Yeah, this video showed that Waller was more than a punch and kick guy, or could be more than a punch and kick guy. Yeah, and it had. Not a, saying there wasn't plenty of punches in this video. And actually, had some clips that you hardly ever get to see. Had clips of Lawler versus Rick Martel. Uh, from Miss Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, in it. And it had some Harley, which you always see some Harley, yeah. but it had some Harley, you know. And it had just a lot of stuff, yeah. and, like, it has him throwing body slams and arm drags yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a really good video, uh, except for the, the the video was good, the, the, the sound audio was horrible. So I go back to Lance standing, the music hits, the Nasty Boys come out for an interview. Sax tells Lance to shut up. And then they go into a rant on to Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka. says, uh, Paul Diamond is the brainless Canadian, and Pat Tanaka is the mindless Don't say it. racial slur. Yeah, yeah, not, not where I expected it to come from. I know. Yeah. So um, this pro I'll say this, this promo was actually pretty good, minus it was the, the best racial one. slur. It, minus the racial slur, is the best one they've done so far. But I'll say this, the way he was reciting it, I felt like he either memorized it or was reading cue cards. I think he sat in the back and was uh, just reciting it in the back and come out and just, that's what it was. Because uh, he had very little emotion behind it. Yeah, they said, they tell him to stay out of their business uh, basically, this, this is uh, a babyface promo almost. Basically, them turning babyface almost, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, so they leave. Lance throws it to a video. It's clip. Uh, they, they don't leave. They don't leave. Oh, that's right. They don't. They stay there, don't they? Because Lance goes, these people have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, that's right. It's right. Yeah. So the, so Lance throws it to a video. It's clips of uh, Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis and some nasty boys from the Missile Coliseum. And um, having a match. Uh, basically, in, uh, it looks like they're just going to a finish. And, and um, Paul Dom and Pat Tanaka run out there. Wrote a slide in, because uh, Billy Travis is on the floor, and they had slide. A, had apparently been pile-driven on the floor, we learn later. I but. thought that was during the, that was during the, um, I thought that was during the title, the title switch. I may be getting my videos confused, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I did too. I got them confused a lot too. Um, so, they slide in, as soon as they slide in, Knobs turns around and just starts bumping them. And then they powder out, and then Travis just starts wailing on uh, either it's Tanaka or um, Diamond. When they powdered out and went by Travis, he just started wailing on them. And then he turns around and goes to the ring. Then they start wailing on the Nasty Boys. So it's kind of like, whoa, you know. Uh, so they cut back to the studio, and uh, I didn't put nothing after that. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the interview when they cut back, it, it actually starts to sound like the Nasty Boys promos we're used to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more of the same talking about them wanting bad companies' heads. Yeah. Uh, because they they essentially cost them the match, right? Yeah. Yep. Like whether they're going to win or they're going they're to lose doesn't matter. They got DQ'd. So that goes back to the stay, stay out of our business thing. But like this part of the promo, a this one, this part had emotion. Yeah, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean it was nasty boys good. Let me let me say yeah. that. Yeah, nasty boys have good never for been amazing talkers. But this is the promos you're used to in WWF. Yeah, it was it was good for them. Definitely good for them. And what they've better what they've showed, you know, since they've been in Memphis. So yeah. But uh, did I just look down? We still got like we got two minutes, and we still got a little bit left to go. Um, All right, part two coming. Yeah, and I don't know how I merged those last week, but I'm gonna try to merge them again this week. <laughs> so, all right, well, we're gonna go uh, to part two, which probably will come one big glom again if I can figure out how I did it last week. But uh, uh, stick around for part two. All right, we're back. This is part two. Hopefully, it'll be. Um, one big part. Hopefully I can figure out how I did that last week and do it again. But if not, it'll be two parts. <laughs> so we just uh, heard from Nasty Boys. So they cut the break. Uh, they go down back to the last of the Evansville uh, card rundowns for the day. Randy Hales is doing this one again. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis comes in there and they're going to plug the match with Paul Dine Pat Tanaka. And Jeff Jarrett's wearing a neck brace. Well, first I noticed the nice shiny blue jacket, matching jackets. <laughs> then I noticed he had a yeah. neck brace. Then I noticed he, had, noticed he had a neck brace on. So they come out on TV with nice silver shiny jackets. Um, then this week they come out with nice shiny blue jackets during the um, during the uh, Evansville run. So I was like, huh, somebody spend a little money. So, but yeah, he had a neck brace on. And, um, so I was talking about the match with uh, Diamond Snocket, and he he tell actually he says that um, they tried to put him out in Evansville. That's why he has the uh, neck brace on. And I put, you know what? They finally actually said uh, 
said a little something about why somebody's had something happen to him. You know, we had Paul Lee come out there for a month, for like a month with different phases of tape on his face, and we never knew what happened, you know? So it was pretty good that Jeff actually said a little something uh, of why, you know, why he had a neck brace on. Yeah, I mean, I appreciated that, but... I mean, because it's Memphis. I mean, usually we don't even get that, you know? Yeah. I mean... He, just... uh, he's getting a lot of use for that neck brace. This is already the second time he's worn it since we've been doing this podcast. It sure is, ain't it? Uh-huh. Because then he had the neck brace on when he was talking about uh, winning the match to get the Billy Travis's job back. Didn't he have the neck brace on that night, that day? He did. Yeah, I thought he did, yeah. Yeah. So that was good investment. <laughs> Okay, uh, so then um, Bill Dundee comes in. Uh, actually, Billy didn't even say anything during that. Billy Travis didn't, didn't, say, didn't say a word. Yeah, so I was like, huh. So then Bill Dundee comes in, and he's plugging his match with George Barnes. Uh, Dundee was good. Uh, these things, are they, they only give him like, you know, 20. Oh, piss. Hold on, folks. I just lost JP. All right, I got him back, folks. <laughs> This has just been a cluster tonight. <laughs> this has been a show for sure. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I was like, I'm just there talking. I heard beep. I looked down my screen. I was like, he ain't on there no more. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Like I said, this, you know, these these little, when they bring them in there to plug their, the, you know, the match for the, for the, for the card, it can be really a struggle because they just tell you to go out there and, you know, give them, you know, you get 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and you just got to, you know, uh, Dundee's was good, good, solid. I thought, you know, to the point. Even if he is wearing a pink Elvis jumpsuit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you stick around, if we're still doing this in '88, end of '88, we'll get to see that pink jumpsuit appear again. But anyway, which I think '88, after doing this '87, I think '88 was a lot better, especially from the summertime when the stud stable come in. I loved it from then on. It was good. But anyway. Um, I said it was good and everything. Then Lawler comes in. Well, actually, sorry. Huh. Randy Hale says Lawler has a uh, is going to, uh, has something to say to Big Bubba. So it's a taped interview from Lawler. Uh, and if you notice, it was a generic because he never mentioned Evansville. So this nope. was this was put on all. So he taped this and they put it on uh, on uh, Nashville, Louisville, and uh, Evansville's uh, loop tape. For the for the cards, I'm sure since he didn't mention, he didn't call the actual town out, and it was taped. So this is probably inserted in all the all of the uh, loop tapes. Um, it was good, good Lawler. It was like I said, it, it was generic, but it was good to the point, you know. Um, like I said, it, you know they give him 20 seconds to get your main points in, so it was good for what it was. Uh, they cut the break, uh, they come back the, with. Uh, Lance and Dave at the desk. Lance throws to a match from the Jacksonville Coliseum. It's all clips. Uh, it's Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis versus Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. And, and, and that's the, the Jackson Coliseum. What did I say? Jacksonville. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackson, Tennessee, the Jackson Coliseum. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me. I get, Quentin's getting ready to watch some AEW Dynamite after we get off the phone. Dynamite, that's right. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> You know, I actually do watch that. I watched, me being as old school as I am, I watched A&E before I watched NXT. Well, now you said A&E. I think oh, you're having crap. a stroke. They're, 
Do what? I think you're having a stroke. No, I always I, I call it A and E all the time. <laughs> I do it all the crap in time. AEW. That gum it. Anyway, <laughs> I call a lot of stuff by the wrong names. I'm old. I I I got you know. I'm privileged like that. When you get old, you just got you you can mis you can mispronounce and all that good stuff, and people don't they look over because you're old. Anyway, so it's the Jackson Coliseum in Jackson, Tennessee, and this was uh, from the um, great booking of the Dream Match shows. Um, if you notice. When Travis and Jarrett was coming to the ring, you tell they've already worked because they were all hot and sweaty. Um, and the special referee is Moondog Spike. So that was um, that was Paul Dunn Patanaka's um, dream match, remember? Because yeah. it was like, which one Moondog is going to be the ref? So we find out it is Spike. Um, uh, with the first heats on, on uh, Travis, they have a double heat. Uh, like I said, it's clips. So, uh, Heats on Travis, and then he makes a hot tag to Jeff, and then, um, but during, what, did you, did you see them throw Travis over the top rope? Yes. Oh my gosh, and he ain't wearing knee pads either. No elbow pads, no knee pads. He went flying, dude. He, was, he basically did what is referred to nowadays as a house show dive, but with nobody there. Oh man, that was crazy. Yeah, and I, I love it, though, because that happens, and I'm looking at the crowd. And I wouldn't say the whole crowd, but, you know, probably a good third of the crowd stood up to see. Yeah. And to you see know the, if he was okay. And the people in front of, where he landed in front of, they probably were like, oh, my God, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. Um, so then it uh, he got it finally back in, got the hot tag to Jeff. Jeff comes in, boom, boom, boom. Then they get a heat on Jeff. And somewhere in this, Travis gets pile-drived on the floor and is not seen again. Um, but we don't see the pile-driver. We hear of it, hear about it. But um, And I want to throw something in real quick about yeah. uh, one of the, just a, a little comeback that Travis made. He, throw, he did this broad-arm comeback. He's throwing these, you know, these big broad arms yeah. to the chest. Yeah. A lot of guys don't throw them well. He looked like he was murdering yeah. them. It looked awesome. And then the double down, I don't know, that got all messed up. It looked yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't think Tanaka threw the clothesline. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that looked bad. I was like, uh, they went on the same page on that. And then, uh, then Jeff came in. Then, then they got started getting the heat on Jeff and... Um, I thought did they threw Jeff out too once during the heat. I think they did, didn't they? Uh, I don't have that down that they threw Jeff okay, out. I couldn't remember. I, I was going to say if they did, I, I was trying to think what they did because they did something. But I don't think, I was going to say if they did, it wasn't like Travis. <laughs> but uh, they just, I think they just kept coming in and out on double teaming him, wasn't they? Yeah, they they beat Jeff up pretty bad. Yeah, there were, I think there was no five count to get in and out from the Spike. Well, no, there was no, no reason to. They had the Moondog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Spike wasn't counting five on them. So they basically he he kept, wasn't counting anything. Uh, he just, the, the crowd kept barking at him, and yeah. he kept playing with the crowd. Yeah, which, that was perfect. I thought that was perfect. Because if he was, if he didn't sell the crowd, 
it would be dumb. He's a moon dog. He he's you know you bark at him, he's gonna turn around and bark back. You know he he played it perfect. I thought that you know he was you know crowd was getting on him. He you know I thought that was he did that perfect. Um, so basically they go into their uh, the catapult DDT, which that <laughs> it looked like he catapulted him and Jeff come up and stopped and then Tanaka grabbed him and then DDT. <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, it was, it was a little awkward, but Jeff Jeff wanted to take that roll bump on it. Yeah, he didn't want to take just the flat, so he had to have that pause. The DDT part looked really good, yeah. but there's that awkwardness right in the middle. Yeah, you can't. You almost kind of have to take the uh, yeah the face bump DDT like yeah. like Jake would have you take. Yeah, because the way it's done, it's gonna be hard without it's gonna be hard to do it without hurting yourself. You, yeah. it could probably be done, but it you it's you're taking a risk. Um, but so then they pinned him. And I was like, "Whoa, that's a clean pin!" But they done beat on him, basically in and out, double teaming forever. So it made you know it was clean. Yeah, they murdered but, his partner on the outside. Yeah, it was so. clean, but it wasn't. You know, so they got the three. So we got new champions, which we found earlier in the show. Imagine that. <laughs> but this is old. I mean, they've been champions for two weeks, and they finally show the footage. Um, so they come back to Lance, um, and he's got uh, Billy Travis and Jeff Jarrett. Hold on, backstage again. Yeah, backstage again. And <laughs> I was like, "What?" Well, I was thinking, "Yeah, that's right." Backstage, I got backstage on there, and um, you know, they said that they're not gonna make no excuses. You know, they but got then proceed to, to make, make three excuses. Yeah, then, then he started making excuses. <laughs> He goes, I'm not gonna, we're not going to make excuses while we got beat. And then he just starts making excuses. <laughs> I was like, dude, you just. <laughs> this, this actually made me mad. <laughs> well, tell me why to make you so mad because I was laughing. I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> Be, what? The, the whiny baby face oh, yeah. irritates me. He's the worst when he does it. I wish he wouldn't. Yeah. And and to to be so blatant to follow, we're not gonna make any excuses. <laughs> but I know <laughs> That was the best part. We're not gonna make excuses we got beat, but <laughs> As soon as he said but, I was yeah. like, Don't do it. Yeah, I know. Here he goes. I was like, What are you doing, man? You just say Here's the thing with that promo, and I like Jeff Jarrett is a way better talker than me. But at this point, oh my god! <laughs> like he could have cut out that we're not going to make any excuses, yeah, and and just made the excuses and been fine. Yeah, he could have been like, you know, you pile drive my partner on the floor. Yeah, you know, you you had a moon dog as your referee. Yeah. you this this this. Well, you know what? When the things are, you know, when everything's Square and down the middle, you can't beat us, and yeah. we're gonna get our titles back. Cool. Yeah, that been. But don't say we're not gonna make excuses. Yeah. But that just—I mean, that was the worst play. It was that made it so bad. Oh God. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it got to me so bad, but it, it was, did. It, it's just it was it. so blatant. Yeah, oh, it was it so hurt. bad. It was just. It, so it was bad. like a kick between the legs. I yeah. was like, no. It, it was like I just started laughing. I was like. Uh, didn't you just say you weren't going to? 
Who knows, my man? The first thing you do, you start. <laughs> oh, and, and also, Billy Travis says nothing. Yeah. He probably was like, dude, I can't, what do we do with that? <laughs> I can't cover that up. <laughs> He's just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so, we actually get the second studio match of the day. It's uh, graphic has... Jarrett and Travis against Rough and Ready. Uh, my poor old boss winner gets no graphic. Oh, I forgot to say, today's referee for the, the two studio matches is Jerry Calhoun. <laughs> All right. Um, Rough gets in the ring, and he, this match is, what, about 30 seconds? Uh, maybe. <laughs> and Rough's in there the whole time. Uh, basically, was it Travis slammed him, uh, dropped an elbow on him, and then picked him up and shot him in. Jeff Jarrett gave him a drop kick to the belly button. What happened? Yeah, wasn't wasn't Jeff's best drop kick? What happened with his drop kick? Well, he's got a broken neck, you see. So. Oh, that's right. But, <laughs> but he, he wasn't wearing his neck brace. See, he should have wore the neck brace. Then I would remember. That's why he couldn't do a good drop kick. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, dude, he just kicked him in the belly button. Wasn't the best, and like, but when you I, say I, that about the neck brace, it makes sense. But he should have had it on. Yeah, yeah and he wasn't doing that on purpose. He just threw a bad drop kick. I know, I know. But let, let, let's not. <laughs> if you would have got up holding his neck after it, yeah, okay, he yeah. did it on purpose. But he did it, and then it was like, oh crap, and covered him. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you? It seemed like Ruff was trying to kick out. I don't think he knew that was the finish. That that no, or Ruff was like, "You kicked me in the belly, dude." Yeah, I'm not pinning it. Pin on that. Getting pinned with that. And Jeff's like, "We're about to go off off TV. You're getting pinned." Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, so they cut the break uh, before they said they're going to check the time, see if they can get another fall in. Uh, they come back with Lance and Dave. They're at the desk. There's no time left, so they give the rundown of today's show. I didn't write down him because we didn't. No. We didn't talk. No, we, to, we didn't we talk about, about it. We didn't talk about it. Just anything wrong. Uh, so uh, Lance signs off. The music hits, and then the video tape cuts off. All right, you want to hear my notes? You want to go first, and because uh, you give your full shindig of the show. Oh, oh. you you go ahead and go. I'll, okay. I'm interested. Okay. Well, I put on my notes. I put this is an odd show. I think we talked about that beginning. You know. It, it was like a B show with a little more A show put together. You know, it, it was just odd. Um, we only had two studio matches. Um, and the uh, commission angle, that was, um, that took up most of the show. That was like 25 minutes. Um, and, and it wasn't good. If it would have been like super entertaining yeah, 25 it wasn't. minutes. Yeah. I, I think I would have been down. You yeah. know what I mean? It, but man, see, that's what I'm thinking. This has got Lawler. It's it's got bits of Lawler and bits of Jared in this booking. You know, well, it, it's, it's cartoony, and that's Lawler. That's I Lawler. Mean, yeah, the, the, this the, is the commission guy who gave us Doctor Frank. Yeah, the, the commission definitely that's got Lawler written all over it with the Goliath wearing thing, Bruno wearing the suit. You know, it's got Lawler written all over it. Um. You know, uh, 
I don't like him turning Big Bubba. Uh, I think we just got him over. He it's I put up on there. He said he was just learning how to to talk as a baby face and was getting over with the crowd, and it was you know it was starting to work. And, well, and here's the thing: if you want him to be more colorful and dance, he can do it as a baby face. And would have got over even more in Memphis. Yeah. Well, so when when they show the the footage of the Price Is Right match, yeah. When he danced with Rocky, he yeah. got a huge pop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, why did you? It, it don't. It, it was dumb. You know. Tag tag him with Rocky. He'll get even better. Yeah. It just the it whole, can be the dancing fools or whatever you want to call. Yeah, them. I mean it. It just he like I said he he was starting he was starting to talk get real you know he was getting getting a lot better at talking. Um, the fans were uh, finally were getting behind him. Here's the thing. To to me, Lawler is a lot like Hogan in the fact that Lawler likes a monster to work with. Yeah, but still. You know what? This is my, if you, my thing about that. You know what he should have done? They should have left uh, Bubba alone. And if Lawler wanted to do that, he should have did uh, brought Goliath and let... And teach Goliath. Let Goliath learn from Lawler. Let them work a program. You know? Oh, I agree that would have been the better move. Because but, I mean, that, that's, that, that's where I'm seeing the inspiration from. I'm sure it is. But my thing is, though, because Goliath, he hasn't been able to learn anything from anybody because he's been working, you know, Jarrett and Travis and, you know, or, or um, Travis and Star. You know what I'm saying? All the, uh, He never got a chance to really learn so and he wants to work, you know. Like you said, he's got that. He always wants to work the big men. That would have been perfect, and Goliath could have learned, you know. Instead, they put him in this stupid hokey gimmick. Um, the footage from the Mid South Coliseum, especially in that first match they showed from the Mid South Coliseum, it that foot, it, it was so dark in there. It was really... Uh, man, this is old territorial wrestling, baby. They got one light over the ring. No, because the Coliseum. We've seen a lot of clips from Coliseum. They've never been that dark. I, I know, but yeah. still, man, that, that's the old territorial wrestling feel, though, man. Yeah. Just that I, one big line saying. over the ring. I know what you're saying. Um, let's see. I got a lot of stuff I wrote down in my notes that we've already talked about. Um, let's see. A lot of this. Let me turn my page. Cause all that I've already talked about on my thing. Um, let's see. The Moondogs wasn't on the Evansville card. The Moondogs seem to be gone. I've looked at the next week's show. They're not on it. They're gone. That's depressing. That sucks because Smithson wasn't there long. And you know what? I got back in my... Real, real quick, the okay. Smith, when, when they come back, is Smithson one of the ones who comes back? When they come back later? in the, the... Like in 90, 91 when they come back? Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's Yeah, he's the first. When they first come in, yeah, he's with them at first, yeah. Um, back in my old tape train days, I got a tape of Savoldi's ICW up in Jersey uh, from '87, and he was up there. So I'm thinking he uh, Smithson. It was just him. Uh, Life and uh, Spot wasn't with him. Um, it was him up there, up in uh, Savoldi's ICW in, in up in Jersey area uh, in '87. Um, I had a tape of that, so I'm thinking he might have went. They might have, they must have got fired, and then he went up there. Uh, but yeah, they're they're gone. 
And actually, yeah, that does suck. Um, I just can't get into Rocky Johnson's Jive Turkey gimmick. <laughs> I just, so, I just, so if, if they would to me, if they would have brought Rocky in like that, yeah, I'd, I'd be like that. But they brought yeah. Rocky in super serious. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and legitimately overnight. Yeah, and there's no lead up to it. That's what I think. That's what it is. I don't like it because they brought him in so serious, and then over like he was, and then he went to that very serious racial angle, and like they flipped the light switch, and it's like, huh? I think that's why I don't like it. Cause yeah, I think I think you've, yeah. Thanks for smarting me up on that. <laughs> I, that's just the reason I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, like, it, it, it makes sense. I, I want I want to like this because it's fun. Yeah, and and I, I like hokey fun, goofy stuff. You know. To a yeah. point, but yeah, overnight change from going, like I said, because that racial angle was very serious, you know, and one week he changes it. Yeah, that's, that's, um, let's see, uh, the international tag belts after about six months of being the top tag belts after basically putting the southern tag belts on the back burner. Uh, they've been they've went into the witness protection program now. Have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, they just bring them out when they need them. The last champions were Dundee and Johnson. Remember, they won the belts. They beat uh, uh, Paul and Pat, and um, then they went right into that angle with uh, George Barnes. And we haven't seen hide or hair of the uh, tag belts since. No mention of them. So I'm saying they're going back into hibernation until. Later on, they need another tag team to come, you know, when they debut in another tag team, they'll bring them in when they'll be wearing them, I'm assuming. But, yeah, those belts got really pushed there for like two months, man, at least, wasn't it? I know all through May and June and a little, and a little bit through July, they were pushed a lot hit. Because, remember, there's weeks we didn't even know who the Southern Tag Champions were, remember? Yeah. And they were, you know, Diamond and Tanaka, was, they were... You know, they were getting, you know, top tag team, and they had those belts, so. So those, so, but, you know, thinking back, that's probably the longest those belts had been, were, you know, longest run those belts had on top for a long time. Because usually they just bring, like I said, they bring them in, and then the person, you know, the new tag team come in, they're the champions, and then it kind of fade, they fade off, you know, the belts fade off a couple of weeks. They actually stuck around this time, so um, I think that's all I got for this show. Besides, it was just really a weird um, setup, you know. So because we only got one, I mean, two uh, studio matches, and um, I'm thinking that that commission thing took up a lot of time too. So that's, but we did get what three. Um, House show matches? Was it three of them? Yeah. Yeah. It one was. Two call Sim and uh, one Jackson. Yeah. So, that was different. Uh, I, like I said, I, oh, that Lawler video. The foot, I like the footage because, like, because there was a lot of footage we hadn't seen. Um, the, the clips of the scaffold match was in there. Um, and it looked like a clip. It looked like a... Was it a Russian chain match with Waller and Idol? 
because it looked like the chain was attached to the wrist. Did you see that? When he hit Paul Lee and turned around and pinned, uh, pinned Nidal? Did you see that clip? It's real fast in that video. I, I don't think I did. Yeah, go back and watch it. Um, he hits Pauline. He turns around, and it looks like they got a, they're got chained together. And he turns around, and he pins um, uh, he pins Idol. So, like I said, you know, I keep saying that, you know, that thing was a letdown. I think Memphis got the whole, got it. We just did the loops, loop towns. Louisville, Nashville, Evansville just got bits and pieces because obviously Memphis got the whole, they got stuff. You know? We just never got it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that video, it was good. Like I said, it had that Coliseum, it looked like a chain match. Uh, showed a clip of him and Gordy, uh, Terry Gordy. Did you see that when he was hitting Gordy? I did see, I did see Terry and yeah. then I also saw Michael. Yeah, and, uh, like I said, in earlier you talked about Harley Race. That was, you know, later on Harley Race. It wasn't in the seventies and early eighties when it was. Uh, it was looked like about a mid eighties Harley Race. Well, it had to be mid eighties. This was eighty seven, um, and it showed those clips of that um, that match from Nashville uh, from early eighty six. I want to say February, January, February of eighty six. Uh, Lawler got a title shot against uh, Rick Martel. And they actually had the the show at the Municipal Auditorium in downtown Nashville. Um, that match, I've actually seen it. Uh, I think it might have been on a Jerry Lawler tape. Uh, but I don't think it was ever shown. The whole show has ever been shown in in studio or on the B-tape, B uh, from what I can remember. Uh, so that was neat to see those clips of um, Lawler against Martell uh, from that match. But yeah, like I said, the, the, the video was great. Just the audio was horrible. So, you know, so it was good to have a new video, you know, some new footage of a video. But um, I think it's all I got on that. You know, I just, I'm left confused of, you know, was it good? Was it bad? I think they, they sent the show, like I said, the, 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 the segment with the commission was good, bad, and ugly. I think the whole show was, was good, bad, and ugly. I think it had a little bit of everything. What do you think? I'll agree. I'll agree on that uh, that assessment. It was <laughs> no. I mean, you're right. There, there was some good stuff on it, and I, I, you know me, I love seeing the the live event matches. I do too. I, I like them too because it, it tells some of the storyline that we were lost on that we don't know happened. You know, so I like them. Yeah, and, and, and the guys put in a different kind of work. I don't want to say more work, but, but I mean, they do. The matches are longer, well, so yeah. we get this. Yeah, the house show matches. Baby faces actually sell instead of just murdering heels. Yeah, it's a house show matches. So you get to see real, ma you know, real matches. So yeah, it's, I, I always like the clips. Um, but it did feel weird seeing three of them. Yeah. Um, and the the, the two studio matches didn't even equate to a minute total. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. They, yeah, that's right. Wow. So that was a bit, eh. Um, that, that promo slaughtered me. The commission, 20 minutes. Yeah, that was long. It, I, I, I stopped paying attention at one point and then had, you know, had to get back into it. Lance actually got me back into it. It got, started going off the rails. Yeah. And I started looking at something on a website yeah, and, then all, and then all of a sudden I heard Lance yell something and I'm like okay back in yeah it was so long it was just 
Like I said, I think they should have cut out, you know, introducing Bruno, Don Bass, and the, and Paul and Pat. That could have saved about a couple minutes at least. I mean, it was just so long, and um, I don't know. It was just so long. I don't think there was any way it could have been good all the way around. It was just too, too, too long. And, um, yeah, and Lance... And Lance tried his best to save it, and he he did his best because it could have been a lot worse. Because every time he he would reel it back in as much as he could, you know, um, it's just yeah. I don't know. It the, it it, it kind of it seemed like we're we've had we had that one just stellar outstanding show, and then we've had three just turds since then, you know. Yeah. So. Hopefully next week's better. Uh, I looked at the first few minutes of it to see it. it starts out as a studio show, so hopefully it's a regular back to the whole studio format. I'm hoping so, because yeah, <laughs> it, this was just you know, ugh. it's not as bad as some of them. Definitely not as good as a lot of them. <laughs> And like I said, this you can really tell it's the their booking is really changed. The booking has really changed from the from last month. You can tell it it's got Lawler. It's got a lot of Lawler hokiness all over it. So, but anyway, is that all you got? That's all I got. All right, that's all I got. That's all I could. Last week I squeezed every list drop out of that show, and I did it this one too. I'm just trying to find something, you know, good about it. But what little bit was we didn't talked about it. Um, oh yeah, Mark Starr wasn't on the uh, Evansville show either. I just realized that. You um, know what? I stopped thinking about Mark Starr when they said, "Hey, you were getting over. Now you're not in the tag team anymore." <laughs> it kind of fell off the uh, limelight, didn't he? Poor guy. <laughs> oh, you know when he saw the Blue Jackets, he really. He, he probably left. That's probably why he's like, I'm done. I'm going back to Florida. <laughs> now you got silver jackets. Now you got blue jackets. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going back to Florida. <laughs> Maybe my brother Chris can get me a job at Crockett. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's in the bag. We went really long because um, I mumbled a lot this last 30 minutes trying to really find something good didn't do it but we tried anyway uh, we're gonna put a wrap on this one so for jeremiah plunkett and quentin charisma hey that's me thanks for listening and god bless bye-bye everybody <laughs>